We spoke recently with Jesse Rojas, CEO of the Red Group based in Bakersfield. Also, his Twitter handle is at PickJustice. Jesse, tell us more about the Red Group. I know you're consulting with employers to help treat those employees better. In essence, the Red Group, when I started it, was uh, primarily to offer uh, labor management consulting, primarily in agriculture. But in general, what we offer at the Red Group is everything from improving your employee relations by using and implementing uh, new uh, methods of communications. We offer everything from uh, union avoidance, helping companies and employees know their information, their rights under the NLRB and also the ALRB to avoid uh, unionization. But at the same time, in that process, to improve uh, human resources departments and management, we offer uh, training and leadership development for supervisors and middle management and upper management within companies and anything also related to uh, helping you navigate and present information related to lawsuits. You know, we also handle the aspect of properly uh, enforcing arbitration agreements and those type of issues. So anything related to HR and, and, and labor relations and labor management. Like I said, primarily me growing up in agriculture, I love this industry. I love the people behind it. And that's where I've been focusing the most, the Red Group, which is uh, labor management and and, and agriculture. That's terrific, Jesse. It's all about prevention, isn't it? Preventing problems from happening. Yes, and being proactive to also make a what seems to be a negative issue or negative thing happening in your company, but using that to improve and using that to better your employer relations. So, Jesse, anything on the UFW, the tactics that they're taking to try to get in on the farms? Well, you know, the the UFW is still doing what they usually do with their business. They're definitely still trying to uh, unionize employees wherever they can. But, you know, they're resorting to a different type of tactic in terms of uh, organizing employees because they don't have much relevance are much positive things to offer employees, anything that would attract them to join the union, they're resorting to their friends over at the ALRB and the legal process to push themselves on on companies. Um, In terms of the ALRB, you know, we we thought after the big corruption deal and and, and violation of of rights that they did at Growlin, we thought they were going to change a little bit. But it seems like the ALRB is just back to business as usual. Governor Gavin Newsom just released his um, appointment to the uh, to an ALRB board position, and the guy that he appointed is a guy by the name of Barry Broad. Um, but it's 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 the only good thing about Barry Broad is he's actually an attorney by training. So at least he's an attorney, unlike Isidore Hall. Uh, but the problem is he has spent most of his recent career uh, as a union lo- lobbyist in in Sacramento. Um, primarily uh, through Teamsters, but uh, he, he's just the same profile. He's a 100% pro-union, big labor guy. Uh, my concern, is, like usual, is he still doesn't have any actual experience in agriculture or our labor relations with farm employees. So based on what he's been doing in Sacramento, which is actually lobbying for uh, big labor for unions, I can't see and expect any type of non-bias from him. It's just the same thing over and over again with the LRB. They don't seem to get it. Uh, they don't want to do any, any type of remedy to their type of uh, corruption and bias. Um, so we will see how that unfolds. My guess, obviously, because the Democrats control everything in Sacramento, is he will fly through appointment and get confirmed. 
Uh, but that's that's the newest from the ALRB as of right now. I don't ever expect the ALRB in California to change their tactics. You're supposed to have farmers on their board. They don't have a single farmer on there. Well, it's not just farmers. Even if they didn't want to have an, a farmer or someone who's uh, sort of in the interest of the agricultural industry, at least put an actual employee who's been in the farms, who understands, you know, what they need, what they want, their rights, their work, which is what this agency is supposed to do. But they don't even do that. And, you know, it, it's interesting you mentioned that. But, you know, when you look at someone like Barry Broad, um, it, it, it's just amazing. At this point, the governor should have might as well appointed either Armando Elenis or, or someone who works for the UFW. It's still that direct slap in the face of, you know, bias. I just don't understand what they're thinking. They're still spending all kinds of taxpayer dollars doing the exact opposite of what the uh, ARLA was in- intended to do. And uh, I-, I think it's about time that even though, thankfully, the Garawan employees had justice and their votes were counted, this is not going to end there. It's a continuous attack on our agricultural industry. And by that, I don't mean just the farms, but the employees themselves. Jesse, I like the way you put it. The employees should be involved in the system. Yeah, no, and, and you know, employees, as we've done, employees themselves, they need to be involved in the structure of how things happen in Sacramento. Many times, you know, it's just big special interest uh, employees that make the decisions up in Sacramento. It's about time real people, real citizens, real employees actually get involved in the process and they have a say of what's going on. But, you know, aside from that, Patrick, in general, within the agricultural industry, it's it's still the same. It's it's mostly there's still a lot of uh, PAGA class action lawsuits going around with this charter attorneys from the big cities I'm using the private attorneys general act with a lot of pending litigation for years. Yeah, um, I think. You know, one suggestion I would give to anyone in the industry who's uh, listening to this is there's a lot of uh, new methods, both on how to communicate with employees, but also on how to handle these type of lawsuits and this type of processes within the company that need to be done the correct way. That's sort of what we're focusing right now the most, uh, myself with the Red Group and a couple of our guys. It's not only improving employee relations by using new methods of communication, but at the same time is how can you proactively handle some of these cases or some of these things that you've been hit with for a long time within your company and continue to breathe the fresh air and continue your business? You know, one issue that I run across uh, consistently is when a company has arbitration agreements, um, they had them put in place, but they didn't have them necessarily put in place the correct way. So even though they might have an arbitration agreement with their employees, because it wasn't presented the correct and legal way, they run into a lot of issues on you know being able to enforce those arbitration agreements. So what we usually recommend companies is get your arbitration agreement written out correctly legally by an attorney, but at the same time, the best person to present that uh, type of information the right way typically is not management. It should be done by a third party that knows how to explain it to employees, answer questions, so that down the road, whenever they do need to follow the arbitration process, they can actually uh, legitimately say, employees, um, it was presented to me correctly, they answer all my questions, and I understand what it is that I'm signing. That is one uh, thing that we're running into a lot right now. So, Jesse, when you're talking about these lawsuits with these urban attorneys, can you be more specific? Well, it's, it's not directly UFW, although UFW in many ways has been involved in, in, in doing different types of lawsuits against companies. Uh, they've been directly and indirectly involved in uh, 
doing class action lawsuits against companies, a lot of uh, lawsuits regarding pesticides. But most of the time, when it comes to agricultural companies, it's usually CRLA, so the California Rural Legal Assistance, which ironically, it's, it's taxpayer funded. But they're the big ones behind most of the uh, class action lawsuits. And then most of the time is big city shark attorneys. A lot of them, you know, they're from L.A., San Francisco, and that's all they do. They just file a bunch of class action lawsuits everywhere and hope that a couple of them stick out so they can get a big percentage out of the uh, money that is awarded eventually. I mean, that's how they operate. Most of the time, it's very small things. You know, we've had to deal with a lot with non-productive time. So those few minutes that a lot of times after the loss passed, uh, some companies weren't making sure that they were keeping up with their timesheet records and a couple of minutes here and there or either they're putting on their protective equipment or they're walking to their facility and they weren't actually clocked in. Uh, so this non-productive time has become an issue um, that needs to be properly uh, viewed and analyzed and addressed. But at the same time, uh, minor things, a couple of minutes here and there of times that were potentially not uh, recorded and they were work-related, or at least the new laws that have came out of Sacramento point to them as time that should have been compensated. So like I said, but the issue with this class action lawsuits, Patrick, it goes back to the same thing. It's attorneys that are just using employees to make money. They don't have at their best interest the employee's heart because most of these class action lawsuits, they, the, the way they tip, nobody knows how long they can take. They can take many, many years. Nobody knows what it could end up in. And then at the same time, if they do win the lawsuit, most of that money is not kept by either the plaintiff, one, which is usually a former employee, or the employees themselves. It's usually kept by these attorneys. Yep. So there are appropriate ways of handling not only the communication side of these lawsuits, but also there's a lot of methods, both legally and uh, in terms of employee relations, that you can actually settle directly enter into a settlement offer directly with your employees and try to bypass this attorneys or shark attorneys. And that's what we're running in, into a lot right now. There's a lot of those type of lawsuits pending across the state because of the, the private attorneys general act. All these things, either it's union issues, either it's lawsuit issues. Most of these things, they usually end up not just hurting the company and, or the farm or the farmer, but ultimately they hurt the employees. They hurt their jobs the work environment, I mean, it just creates chaos. So there's a proper way to do that. And, you know, my biggest uh, suggestion all the time is I recommend companies don't wait until something breaks down to address the issue. There is a lot of, you know, companies are like a vehicle. If you properly maintain it, if you properly check the engine, you change the oil, then you avoid a lot of, you know, major breakdown issues down the road that could potentially not only cost more money, but that can take more uh, time and headaches from your company. A lot of times you wait until you either, for example, you get hit with the access to take access to your company and you have a union talking to your employees, or you wait till a petition is filed for an election for from a union, um, or you wait till you get hit with a lawsuit before you actually start doing some type of auditing. Um, a lot of times it's very, um, uh, uh, re it, it, it's a big reward to do a little bit of maintenance, do some surveys with employees. Employees in general, they appreciate that the company is being proactive to find out what's going on. What do you need? Are there anything that, is there anything that we can improve? And a lot of times that's what prevents those long-term uh, bigger damages within companies, just doing some proactive uh, checkups within your company. Well, Jesse, thanks for this interview. Thank you, Patrick. It's great to be on here.